This podcast contains adult language and mature themes, which may not be suitable for all listeners. So listen at your own fucking risk. Welcome to Essential NPCs, the podcast where we sample some of the best and possibly some of the worst tabletop RPGs. I'm Tommy. And I'm Addie. And you're listening to Series 5, Episode 2, VIP Treatment. This week we don't have any announcements, so we just want to remind you that uh, we are on social media, all the social medias. So uh, if you are curious about what's going on in our lives... Go ahead and check us out on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. On all of those platforms, we are at Essential NPCs or for Facebook, facebook.com slash Essential NPCs. So let's move on into Words with the GM. Hello. Hello, GM. Hello. This Words with the GM Hello. is about Series 5, Episode 1, Help Wanted. Yes. Finally, our triumphant return to the Shadowrun campaign. <laughs> Uh, as you well know, having listened to it, it was kind of a two-part episode. Kind of, uh, basically, there's a, there's a segment of time missing there. Um, and uh, uh, some of that, or some of what happens in that little time jump, uh, will be uh, extrapolated on more in the bonus episodes. But uh, we laid it out. It's uh, the reason why Kashmir's not around anymore. Uh, he went toxic. Oh! Uh, and... Uh, what that meant in the real world was that Roman wasn't available uh, and we had to find a new party member. And uh, and thus we introduced uh, Bree Shukart, new cast member to Essential NPCs. And uh, I think she's fitting in pretty well. Yeah, Nim is pretty great. This is a good opportunity to actually talk about uh, how this can happen in home games too. I mean, not every home game has like as strict a schedule as our recording schedule, but even still, it's not uncommon in the middle of a campaign for someone to move or someone to like start working nights and all of a sudden they like just can't commit to playing anymore and they have to back out of the campaign. Yeah. And when that happens, you have the choice as a GM to go on with the remaining party um, or you you can choose to find someone to bring in. Um, this can also be you guys uh, make real life new friends and you want to bring them in too. It doesn't just have to be replacing a member. Right, exactly. It doesn't always, it's not always around somebody walking out. Sometimes the party just grows. Oh my gosh. Um, and so we wanted to talk about some tips and tricks on how to include a new party member um, without making them feel like they're They've missed out and don't belong. Yeah. Uh, first step to that, in my opinion, is uh, talk to the player about what's gone down in the campaign thus far. Even if their character would have no way of knowing it, uh, you want to make the player as included as possible. Even if there's an in-game like, oh, well, I don't know if we can trust this person. You don't know what we've been through, that kind of thing. Uh, the easiest way to lose a new player is for them to show up and for everyone to be doing like inside jokes or talking about adventures that had happened that the other player doesn't know about. Like you got to give them, you got to give them like the previously on thoroughly. Yeah. And we're lucky that way that we can go, Hey, go listen to series two. Yeah. <laughs> just, we gave, we just gave Bree some homework. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it can be as simple as 
as, you know, giving them a list of um, important NPCs that you run into pretty regularly. So it's not like, oh, Joe, ha, 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 ha. And then they're like, who's Joe? Why is this important? Yeah. And and this also helps them create a character that ties into the world really well. Uh, because one thing you'll find when someone is jumping into a campaign that's already underway is it's hard for them to, like, come with a completely fresh, separate backstory that, like, matches what's already going on in this world. Um, And so, like, you can, like, a really, really easy trick is, like, tie them into a pre-existing backstory, whether it be a backstory of one of the player characters or a backstory of an NPC. Uh, Like, with with Nim, uh, she's kind of tied into, like, Bryn's backstory. So, like, bringing her in feels like she's actually already a part of this world and not just, like jammed in there and like new exposition. (laughs) Yeah. And it's also easier, um, for the existing characters to trust a person who, uh, has someone to vouch for them. Yeah. Um, and then the other thing is, uh, a lot of times you'll want to, uh, depending on the system, replace the role that has just been vacated. Yeah, like in Shadowrun, uh, losing Kashmir means this party no longer has any magical support. So uh, when we talked to Bree about joining uh, this season of the podcast, we were upfront about how the team very much needed a mage of some sort. And even still, we wanted to make sure that she got to play a character that she was interested in. So... Uh, she came in and she was like, I don't want to be a carbon copy of Kashmir, uh, you know, a defensive mage with spirits. I want to do something different. You know, what can I be? Yeah. And uh, and so that's why uh, Nim doesn't have any skills in the conjuring field, uh, for one thing. And her style of kind of being a face is very different from Kashmir's style of being a face. It's entirely like impersonation based. I mean, she's great at lying and stuff, too, but like she doesn't feel like Kashmir at all because Kashmir, you know, he, he almost approached everything like a, like a business transaction. She, Mm -hmm. she is more like a, like a con artist. Yeah. And filling in these roles, um, is something that in some systems is really important, like Shadowrun, um, and to some extent D and D, but like Uncharted worlds doesn't matter. Um, or, or even Tephra, Tephra, it doesn't matter. Like everything's just so wacky. You can kind of make do with whomever you've got on your team. Yeah, if you lose someone who's good at Bioflux, it doesn't really, like, whoever steps up to take the place, as long as they're still good at whatever they do, it will work. <laughs> yeah, um, but for for uh, a throwback to D&D, like, if you're losing your cleric, you don't have to plug in another cleric. You can get somebody with a healing spell, a bard or a druid or... Um, or even a paladin, um, or a paladin is also a great replacement for your DPS fighter. <laughs> yeah, yeah. D and D is a system that has a lot of overlap with uh, class archetypes. That like, if you lose one class, you don't have to plug in the new class. So like, it varies from system to system exactly how hard it is to fit someone in to the party to make it still functional. Um, and uh, honestly, if this was a home game of Shadowrun. And uh, Brie did not want to be a mage at all. Uh, I could I could make it work probably because in Shadowrun you can just like, or in Shadowrun one thing is like teams only get hired for jobs that they could do. So it's like you would just get hired for jobs that have limited like magical opposition. Um, but because it's the podcast, and we want to like show all the aspects of the system. We we were a little more like 
you're cool with being a mage, right? <laughs> um, but uh, uh, it didn't take much. And she, even before I even talked to her about being a face, she was like, I want, is there a magical way to impersonate people? Like to like change your face? And I was like, who boy, Shadowrun has a lot of rules for that. So yeah, you can definitely do that. <laughs> so hopefully some of these tips and tricks will help you uh, when you have turnover or new additions to your campaign. And uh, if you have any tips or tricks, uh, post them on our Facebook page. We'd love to hear from you about what ha- uh, you do when you have turnover in your groups. Yeah. And uh, if you are currently struggling with introducing a new player to a, an existing campaign uh, and you have any more specific questions you want to ask us, Reach out. We love having a back and forth with the fans, but we also love uh, playing our episodes for the fans. So <laughs> let's uh, we've we've talked enough. Uh, let's go ahead and listen to this upcoming episode. You guys uh, have a job to do for the Yakuza. Uh, so let's move on in to series five, episode two, VIP treatment. Enjoy. It started how it always starts. New team, new Johnson, new job. Except this time, it was different. First, the runners. You got Mouse, tiny sweet girl. More than a little funny in the head. But that doesn't matter much, considering she's the best fragging Decker I've ever seen. Then there's Kashmir. About as green as they come. Clearly out of his element. But when the cards were down, that boy proved to be one hell of a mage. Then you have Bumbles. Elf. Dryad, uh, eccentric. If you're being polite, you command an entire arsenal of drones with enough firepower to level a whole fragment city block. He's the kind of runner you hope you don't need on a job, but if you do, you're fragging glad to have him around. Then there's me, a big red oni named Boomer. My specialty is sneaking in, geeking anyone in the way, and as the leader of the group, keeping those three in line. Next, the Johnson. On the surface, sounds pretty straightforward. Next runner called Pretty B. Fell off the grid a few years back, but I didn't ask why. I'm a professional. Not a line of work, people are entitled to the secrets. Weird thing was, he was paying his hand over fist to help people. Had his clearing out ghouls from the sewers and Redmond, for frag's sake. Like I said, weird. But it's not often you get a line of jobs with a little bit of honor in them. So I was on board from day one. After a while, we earned Brin's, I mean Pretty B's, trust, and he let us meet his employer, Lawrence Whitmore. Mr. Whitmore was the last genuine anti-establishment businessman, according to my friend Doc. Publicly, Mr. Whitmore had retired a long time ago when he was like really young. But he didn't really. It was all a ruse. And in secret, he started shadow running against the corporations. When he got too old to keep running, he switched to being a Johnson and hired a team of runners to continue the work he started. But not us. We come way later. The runners he hired back then were Bryn's team. Bryn, his sister Enna, an elf named Lariel, and an adept named Jason Black. Bryn told us that all of them had died a long time ago, and that's why Mr. Whitmore was looking for a new team. And that's when he found us. We could continue his mission to protect those who couldn't protect themselves, especially from the corporations. I learned from Doc that when you have the chance to do something good for somebody else, 
You should do it. So of course I agreed to help. Unfortunately, no good deed goes unpunished, and no organization rises without inspiring a rival. Havoc 66 arose as a dark mirror to Whitmore and Bren's work, led by a madman called Hellion. It didn't take long before Hellion found out about us, and we learned that there was quite a lot that Whitmore wasn't telling us. Like that Hellion was actually the not-so-dead Jason Black, the very one that used to run with Bryn. Hellion had turned on his old team, slaughtering them as he defected from Whitmore's cause, which we would learn much later was because he wasn't just operating alone. See, the funny thing about magic is, those of us who are able to harness it are as much under its influence as it is under ours. Hellion had gotten into bed with the wrong kind of spirit, a toxic one. Uh, the spirit drove him mad, uh, desiring only destruction. It took Whitmore's anti-corporation agenda and uh, perverted it, uh, causing Hellion to see violence as the only solution. But before we had a chance to prepare for the coming onslaught, Hellion made his move against the corpse and Whitmore. He broke into the estate and murdered Whitmore right in front of us. Then he stole Whitmore's personal shuttle, blasting off into space. See, Hellion had set into motion a series of events that gave him the opportunity to hit the corporations where it would hurt them the most. Now the thing about AAA Corps is they're much too big to take down. That said, they did put quite a few of their eggs in one basket, Zurich Orbital Station. The station is, was, a seat of power for the AAAs. The Matrix, their bank, and even the corporate court was housed there. Like I said, a lot of eggs in one nice mid-sized space basket. Hellion's plan was to take over the station and crash it on Seattle. Not quite an extinction level event, but certainly a global catastrophe. Naturally, the only reasonable thing for us to do was follow him up into space and stop him. Which we did! Sort of. We definitely took Hellion out, just not before he had done enough damage to the station to send it careening earthward. But with a little help from Mouse, we managed to make the whole space station rigger interfaced. That's right, for a few glorious minutes, I was a space station. While rigged in, I had to break poor Zurich Orbital apart. It fell into the ocean in little bitty pieces, causing basically no damage at all. And we became global heroes. Except no one knows, because we're shadow runners, and the corpse would love to pin this on us. So we decided to lay low, in Whitmore's mansion. It was the only sensible choice. That's where we've been since then, keeping our heads down while Bryn lines up the next job. And that's where I come in. This crusade Whitmore started is more than just a mission. It's my legacy. My name is Nim, and Lawrence Whitmore was my father. Whitmore sacrificed everything for his crusade against the corpse, including his relationship with my mother, Laurel. I never understood how he could just neglect us for his greater purpose. When I was old enough to join his team, he didn't offer, and I didn't ask. Some people would consider that a lucky break for me if they knew what happened next. When Jason Black murdered my mother, I faked my death and fled overseas. And it wasn't even hard considering my ability to magically impersonate literally anyone I meet. I needed to start a new life as someone else, to get away from him and, well, everything. 
I never understood how important my father's mission was until after he died. And then it was too late. It wasn't really a decision to come back to Seattle. It was something else, an, an imperative. I have to try to make things right in whatever way I can. I returned to the manor and met Bryn's new team. And apparently the mage they've been running with, this cashmere guy, ended up just like Jason. He turned toxic, betrayed his team, and ran away. I can understand why they've had some trouble trusting me. It took me this long to start letting people back into my life after a toxic mage tore it apart. Hopefully, they're not as slow on the uptake. The last time we left uh, our team, they had um, been recovering from the loss of their friend Kashmir as he turned to the dark side of toxic magic and went mad and, uh, and ran away. Six months after Zurich Orbital uh, crashed, they were uh, uh, introduced to an, or to an old friend of Bryn's, a runner by the name of Nim, who actually is Victoria Silverstein, the daughter of Lawrence Whitmore and Lariel Silverstein. Uh, she is an extremely capable mystic adept with the ability to uh, change her face and voice and retinal patterns and DNA to uh, to impersonate whoever she wants. So uh, in an attempt to uh, help the team kind of figure out how, how to work together and, and uh, uh, you know, learn a little bit about how each other work on the job, uh, Bryn decided to uh, table the hunt for a way to attack Evo and instead uh, set the team up with just a standard uh, shadow run so that they could uh, go against not a AAA corporation the first time they're, <laughs> they're uh, uh, running together. Um, and as such, uh, he connected with uh, Boomer's old fixer, uh, Yama, um, who is a member of the Yakuza family, the Sumiyoshi Kai. Um, it turns out that the rival of the Sumiyoshi Kai, the Yakuza clan known as the Yamaguchi Gumi, is in the process of uh, setting up a Bunraku parlor uh, right in the neighborhood of two of the most successful Sumiyoshi Kai underground casinos. The runner's job is to locate this not yet opened Bunraku parlor and destroy it, demolish it, in fact, were the words that Yama used, uh, so that it, it never opens its doors for business. Um, their only lead at the moment is the uh, regional boss of the uh, Yamaguchi Gumi family, um, a man by the name of Ishimoto Shinji. So uh, while there's no deliberate time limit, on this, um, Yama did say that rumors are that the Boon Rocker Parley is nearly ready. And uh, should it actually open its doors for business, uh, the Yakuza will have to withdraw their um, offer to you guys. So um, what do you four do? Um, so is Mr. Shinji a like a famous person? Or is it more like he's famous in the underworld and he wouldn't be like 
on TMZ or whatever. Yeah, he's famous in the underworld. Okay. He, I mean, he's not even really famous in the underworld. Like, I wouldn't call it fame. Infamous would be a better way to put it. <laughs> okay, then I don't have much to go on for him. Um, I guess I will do... Uh, a search to see if I can't find more information as to his location, maybe searching like public records to see like if he owns any places or like um, either um, public or, or homes. And then also after that, I would like to start running an algorithm to find the most likely locations, like five most likely locations um, for this Bunraku parlor based on it needs, like, lots of rooms? I don't know. I'll ask somebody about that part. <laughs> I mean, Yama showed you guys where the two casinos were. Yeah, so based on so that, like, five-block radius where the where the Bunraku parlors are most likely to be housed. Yeah, uh, roll uh, two different matrix searches for me. Okay. Eight. All right, so uh, Shinji... Um, he exists in some public records uh, as uh, as like a suspected member of the Yakuza. Um, he has been arrested twice and uh, uh, both times served minimal sentences and then was released. Publicly, he owns um, a couple different businesses. Um, one is uh, is like a textile manufacturing business. Uh, another is like a food delivery service. Um, uh, and, uh, he also, uh, is one of the owners of a bar called, uh, the f- five and six tap room. Would that be a safe bet to say that's probably where some of his men hang out? Uh, yeah, uh, you could assume so. Um, y- do you have any underworld knowledge skills? Street drugs and Vori. You could roll, you could roll Vori politics, uh, and see if maybe, you know, because the Vori go either do business with the Yakuza sometimes uh, and also do, you know, jobs against the uh, Yakuza from time to time. That maybe you've heard a little bit about uh, the five and six tap room just by hanging out with the Vori. It's going to be a pretty high threshold, though. Four. OK. Uh, yeah. You know that this is this is known as an, a Yakuza bar. Like, it is a Yakuza-owned bar. Like, the other people who own it alongside Shinji are other Yakuza bosses. Well, my fellow runners, I think we have a starting point. Uh, your other Matrix search mouse, um, that one? Eight. Eight? After about an hour, your algorithm uh, comes up with half a dozen different uh, p- potential locations um, cause it's not like this is those two casinos exist in like a rundown part of Auburn, but like it is, it's like a district of Auburn that is like a lot of shutdown factories. Um, so, uh, there's a few that are uh, out of business and potential locations. Okay. Assume, and assuming that they're going to be using a, uh, like a non-existing position or a, 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 like a non-existing business. Um, which you would think is probably true because everything around there is pretty much factories. So it would be weird for them to like use an active factory. <laughs> okay, cool. Well, that um, narrows it down at least from like lots more. So 
That's pretty good. We could probably scope that out. Um, also, I found this information about this five and six tap room. Apparently, Shinji owns it. Um, with, um, and so, uh, it's really the only thing that looks like he might, like, actually go there. Everything else is, like, a textile factory and some, like, other records, but nothing, nothing useful. I don't know. What do you guys think? Yeah, I've heard of that place. I know the Vori used to work some of the deals there with the Yakuza. Hey, Boomer, how much do you know about the Yakuza their their interactions do they have like a secret handshake or like code phrase they they change out or uh anything you would know would not be uh, applicable to the yama uh yamaguchi gumi clan yeah anything i would know would not really apply here so oh that's all right all the stuff i know would be sumiyoshi kai not the other guys ah well it was worth a shot i like where your head's at though um why don't we split up and me and mouse can go check out these abandoned factories and boomer and nim can go check out the bar and we can um you know spot can go wherever (laughs) okay i mean it would be helpful to like go and narrow it down a little bit more if i actually could see the buildings rather than just their plans yeah, I think it would be good for to not have the four of us all traipse into the bar. That might be a little obvious. Oh, I wouldn't go into the bar. You don't know that yet, but I don't. I don't do that. Probably <laughs> Usually, for the best. unless there's something that's going wrong, and then I have to punch somebody. You, you that punch rarely people? happens. <laughs> oh my god, she doesn't just punch them, right? She's got a blade that comes out of her arm, right? And so she punches Fraggas, and then she also stabs them at the same time, and it's. <laughs> brutal i call it a sword punch <laughs> yeah she calls it the sword punch that's a very apt name <laughs> well, that's not the. that's not the sorry i was that was not very clear my sword is named glitter the action is sword punching it's a verb got it that yeah. that makes a lot of sense <laughs> all right so you guys split up <laughs> <laughs> before we split up um nim's gonna pull pull uh, Bumbles aside and she's got a little box and says, so I got you these cookies. Uh, okay. Full disclosure, Mouse made them. Great. But I just wanted to make sure that everything's good, you know? I mean, I know, alright, the prank was a little tasteless and then you shot me with a bunch of stick and shock. I feel like we're, like, pretty even now, but I just wanted to check. Yeah, we're good. Just, right. you know, don't joke about my car. <laughs> or the garage Our, yeah. or my drones <laughs> these are the things I hold precious <laughs> got it uh, can do quick, quick thing should we, uh, should we think about how we split up because I feel like with Nim's abilities she could probably get into the bar pretty easily try to get intel there and then Mouse might be able to try to hack into any comms on the outside uh, that Nim can designate and then uh bumbles and i can go physically scout some of these other locations that might be a little less densely populated uh because i kind of stick out yeah i suppose my thinking was more along the lines of your yakuza expertise but i suppose you don't need to physically be there for that yeah i can always put a line in and plus uh being probably half the oni in seattle i uh kind of don't want to go to a yakuza bar 
Last time you interacted with the Yakuza, that weren't ya- that wasn't Yama and his people. You were assassinating people. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to avoid the axe as long as I can. Okay, um, then uh, me and Boomer will go scope out these warehouses in the Mark Six, and um, I'll send Mouse and Nim over to the bar in Spot in case you need it. <laughs> <laughs> How many of the drones are you taking with you and Boomer? Or are you just taking the Mark Six? You know what? I've got Boomer with me. <laughs> I think I send all the drones with Spot. That makes sense. <laughs> all right, cool. Um, so, uh, any preparations before you guys hit the road? Boomer, one one last question. I I know they're not the same clan, but are these the kind of guys that you know like sell some Nova Coke, or are they like arms dealers? Both of those things. Both of those things. Cool. And more. Well, you know, who doesn't love a little Nova Coke with their, their Uzi? Well, well, yeah. And then I go on to explain how those two actually work together. <laughs> <laughs> so there's only two really good seats in Spot. And one's in the Valkyrie unit and one's in the Rigger Cocoon. Which one would you like, Nim? <laughs> uh, I'll take the Valkyrie. That's a good choice. <laughs> good talk. <laughs> All right, you guys go to the van. Um, Mouse climbs in the the back behind the back seats uh, uh, and lays down in the little med bay there. And uh, uh, Nim, you climb into the driver's seat, which uh, has no manual controls and instead a large uh, metallic, uh, me- uh, a large cocoon made out of metal and uh, and glass. It's okay. He said we were. He said we were cool, so it's gonna be fine. <laughs> you uh, uh, you climb in. You sit down in the car. Uh, so far, it's not turned on yet. Uh, uh, Bumbles and Boomer, you guys climb in the West Wind, the Mark Six, and um, we yeah, I I drive everyone to where they need to go. Cool. Uh, as the uh, Mach 6 uh, turns on, uh, revving its engine, uh, so does uh, Spot uh, turn on. And uh, as soon as it does, it kicks on life. You hear arf, arf, and uh, and the cocoon you're sitting in closes shut around you. Huh. Okay. Yep. This is good boy spot. Arf, arf. <laughs> uh, m- mouse. Yeah. Do you have a dog back there? No. Why would I have a dog? D- am I the only one hearing that barking? Can you? Oh hear no, that? that's yes. just. Bu- <laughs> 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 Uh, Bumbles says yes. Uh huh. <laughs> so it's just the car then. Now we're even. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, both cars go driving off. Uh, Bumbles uh, uh, unconscious in the front seat of the Mach 6 uh, as he is rigged into it and uh, simultaneously uh, diverting some of his attention to driving the or to driving spot uh yeah you guys uh continue on towards auburn um uh the five and six tap room uh is in the north part of auburn uh as opposed to like the southwest um which is where the casinos are and potentially the boon raku parlor uh so um coming down from bellevue uh bumbles you're able to like Drive with the most of the way to the five and six taproom before you split off, and uh, and uh, you you don't have to like 
worry about noise or anything before you can like park spot outside the five and six tap room. Okay. I mean, both cars are satellite linked spot stops outside the, the five and six tap room. Um, uh, which is, uh, uh, he parks an incon, I park an inconspicuous distance away. That makes sense. (laughs) Um, and, uh, yeah. Um, uh, the five and six tap room is uh, two stories tall. Uh, it's got obvious, um, uh, an obvious like lit up marquee as well as an AR display, uh, inviting people in. Um, from even outside, you can hear the music playing. Um, it's, uh, it seems like there's a live show going on tonight. I come out of VR and I am like, oh wait, and I hand uh, Nim two data taps, and then I go back to sleep. All right, Mouse, let's bag us some rutabagas. What? <laughs> As you look up and uh, and Nim no longer looks like Nim. I look like Steve Buscemi. <laughs> uh, very, you know, kind of gritty, grungy person, kind of creepy, bigger eyes, uh, greasy hair. Uh, I would like to cast fashion on my clothes. Sure. Uh, so roll disguise for me and then roll fashion. What force are you casting fashion at? I'll cast fashion at force five. All right. You are rolling against uh, two hits for fashion. So just let me know what net hits you get. Um, Bumbles and Boomer, uh, you guys are heading down uh, to the southwest area of uh, Auburn, uh, getting into that like really heavily industrial area. Um, and uh, uh, you start scoping the place out. Um, can both of you roll visual perception tests for me? I believe both of you have low light vision, so you don't have to worry about any negative penalties. Um, what did you get, uh, uh, Nim? I'm going to edge that disguise roll. Okay. <laughs> That's seven hits for disguise. Okay. You very much don't look like yourself. <laughs> It'd be really, really, really hard for someone to recognize you when you're not this person. <laughs> All right, I got five hits for fashion. Okay, uh, so uh, you get two net hits. So it's not like you can't you can't like make an intricate design, but you're not trying to. You're just changing the cut and shape and color of everything. Um, so your uh, large trench coat cuts away into you know just like a like jean jacket and uh, V neck shirt, um, and uh, uh, like your shoes turn into like just normal like like work workman boots. A lot of stains on the shirt. A lot of stains on the shirt. A uh, hoodie underneath the uh, uh, hoodie poking up uh, from the top of the uh, uh, the jean jacket. And uh, you very much don't look like yourself. But Mouse, you know it's her because she said rutabaga. Ha! <laughs> okay. <laughs> I go back into VR. <laughs> uh, what did you get on your perception tests, Bumbles and Boomer? Four. I got a three. Okay. Um, you start canvassing the area, uh, specifically looking, uh, for the, uh, six, uh, factories that Mouse said were potentially, uh, or were potential sites for the Boonraku parlor. Um, and, um, you hit like the first two and you guys, you guys like kind of stake them out and look at them for a bit to make sure. Um, and, um, after like watching those ones for like an hour or so, uh, uh, like half an hour each, you're you're pretty sure there's like not any activity going on around there. Um, I don't know if you guys are like trying to go into each one of these or if you're if you're just staking them out. I think we would probably visit all of them to see if there was obvious activity we could, or you know, not obvious, but 
outside activity we can spot before we start just breaking into them. Sure. Okay. So yeah, uh, scoping out those ones uh, uh, after about an hour of scoping out the first two, you're you're pretty sure those aren't them. So you continue heading uh, to the other ones. Uh, so Nim and Mouse, what are you two doing? Um, so first I'm going to pull up the five and six tap room, just public website. And yeah. give and give Nim all of the info about what's happening tonight, what uh, the specials are, and who's performing, yeah. and all that. Uh, headlining tonight is Freefall Phoenix. Uh, they are uh, about to take the stage. Actually, um, you guys showed up as the uh, openers are are finishing up, and um, yeah, it's uh, the five and six half room is um, two stories tall. Um, the upper area has private rooms that um, are soundproofed from the uh, uh, venue, if you like. Um, uh, also, like they uh, have like you know amenities inside there. Like you can you know have like private parties up in there. Um, and uh, there's three VIP lounges um, that oversee the main stage. Um, that can also be completely secluded or like uh, uh, completely secluded and private, or have the like windows untinted so you can watch the show. Um, uh, they they basically they're like their their main draw is like live music if you want it or private party room if you want that um, and uh, yeah there's tons of drink specials going on uh, the cover is ten new yen okay um, is there like a sign up here for VIP you know like room or something like that like where you can pay to be on the VIP list yeah okay I'm just gonna do that cool um, so for Nim quick I need a name. <laughs> Donnie Jinx. Okay. And I buy a pass for Donnie Jinx. Okay. Um, so when you look at the website for the VIP rooms, um, two of them are already booked tonight. Mm-hmm. Uh, as, as far as the ones that oversee, because those are the VIP rooms. The other ones are just private rooms. So the private rooms, they don't have a viewing of the main stage. Uh, it's mostly just to, for her to bypass the line. So like okay. VIP so, access or whatever it's called. Bottle service. <laughs> Oh, oh, oh! I see. So you don't you don't necessarily want to buy her uh, time in one of the VIP rooms. You want to make her like a preferred guest. Yeah, just because I imagine there's some sort of line. And yeah, there, there's a membership. You yeah. can you can bypass the line uh, with a membership uh, and a, and like a ticket for like that uh, that night's event. It'll run you. Uh, I mean, how uh, you can get like a, a three months membership is the shortest. Uh, All right, three months it is. <laughs> um, and yeah, it'll it'll run you 120 new yen. Um, okay. Cool, and then I'm gonna matrix perception. Okay, go ahead and roll that up. Uh, all right, Donnie Nim, uh, <laughs> popping up in your AR display, you see that you are uh, a new, newly made, uh, preferred uh, uh, visitor of the five and six tap room, so you can bypass the line, which is extensive. <laughs> I'm gonna get out of the vehicle and walk around the corner and nod, nod to the guy at the front, and as I'm walking up. There's two orcs. One of them is is processing the uh, the line, and then there's another one that's like got like standing by the VIP uh, access. He has like a rope in front of him that's closed between two stanchions. And you walk up, and he's like, "What's your name?" Um, Donnie, Donnie, Donnie Jinx. And uh, he sits there for a second, uh, messes with his AR display, and he goes, "Enjoy your night, Donnie." And uh, he unhooks the stanchion, and uh, you're allowed in. And as you do, you hear, the moment you've been waiting for, everybody, free fall, Phoenix! And a big, uh, a big, like, 
guitar strum hits and you can see the stage over the crowd and you see uh, pyrotechnics shoot up in the sky and uh, and uh, flying from like uh, uh, the like rafters down on like little jetpacks. Uh, the Free Fall Phoenix uh, lands on the stage and begins playing. And everyone's like, yeah! Eight for my matrix perception. Uh, yeah. Uh, what are you looking for? Uh, there is a private host. <laughs> okay, what's the rating? The rating of the private host? Yeah. Uh, it's a rating six host. Okay. And, um, I, I assume that there are a whole bunch of pans. Yeah, I mean, you get, like, every comlink in the in the cool. building. Cool. Perusing the list of n- owners of the comlinks, is there anyone in particular that stands out? <laughs> uh, there's a lot of Japanese names. I can read them. Uh, none of them are Ishimoto Shinji. Okay. Um, and does it invite a mark uh, on the public host? The public host does invite a mark. The private host is uh, hidden and does not invite a mark. Okay. Uh, when you enter the public host, uh, you uh, um, you get like bombarded with offers for you to watch uh, footage of the co- of the uh, <laughs> footage of the concert, uh, the Free Fall Phoenix concert. It's like going live now, only two new yen every thirty minutes or something like that. Right. Um, and uh, so you could you know watch like the live feed. Uh, you see the specials. You know, I mean, you're already hanging out on the on the host. Um, since you're in VR, the host uh, does look like you're standing in a room with a bunch of floating advertisements. Uh, and um, there's also like uh, doors nearby that are free floating around you. Um, and you can like if you you see like other icons going in and out of those doors, like private chat rooms and stuff like that. Okay. Um, and there's like a help desk where you can contact, like you can talk to like a representative, uh, an employee and like ask questions and stuff like that. Okay. Um, are you, uh, trying to achieve anything else before? Not Nim before can... Nim gets in there. All right, Nim, you're, you're in the, uh, in the, uh, uh, concert hall. Free fall Phoenix has begun their first song. Uh, what do you do? I'm going to kind of adjust my jacket and pull it around a little bit and then uh, head over to the bar. Cool. There's two bars. Uh, there's one on the left and one on the right. Uh, and then there's a big, like, standing area um, that is, like, the main the main floor. Um, and further back uh, behind the, like, standing area, there's, like, a marked-off area um, that has, like, booths and tables and stuff. And you see that they're getting, like, table service from the kitchen there. Um, it's slightly elevated so they can see over the crowd. Um, so you walk through the crowd to one of the two bars. What do, do either bartender look like? Uh, one is, um, uh, an elf female, um, and the other is an elf male. Uh, and, uh, they're wearing really, really nice suits, um, that are like stylishly cut, um, like nice and form fitting. Uh, and they're like, they're, they're, they're like presentation is impeccable. They look like gorgeous and, uh, they're moving very fluidly as they're making the drinks and, um, uh, passing them out and people are like getting their drinks and jumping back in the crowd. Uh, you also see several, uh, like drink drones coming to the, uh, uh, coming to the, uh, bar being loaded with drinks and the drink drones like fly up and go away and they go like up the stairs to the private rooms. Okay. I'm gonna, um, make my way shiftily kind of over to the, uh, bar with the male bartender. Okay. Uh, he eventually notices you uh, as you approach. He finishes uh, making, uh, shaking up a drink, pouring it in a glass, putting it on a drone, pressing a button. The drone lifts up, flies away, uh, and he comes over to you. He's like, 
What can I get you? Hi. Uh, oh, uh, how about just a, a, a vodka straight up? All right. And then uh, uh, he uh, uh, pours up a drink, shakes it up, pours it in, slides it over to you. And he's like, that'll be 12 new yen. Sure. Uh, I pull out a cred stick. Sure. He taps it to the bar and hands it back to you. You know, I was wondering uh, if you could uh, help me with something else. You seem like a, a, a nice guy. I'm really busy. What is it? Uh, I'm going to tap the tap the cred stick a couple of times on, on the bar. Okay. Uh, just, you know, looking uh, look to do a, a little business, if you know what I mean. Uh, he looks around. Uh, he sees some people come up to the bar and, like, wave at him. And he's like, nods and, like, uh, gives him, like, a, you know, like a one second and turns back to him and he goes, uh, be a little more specific. Uh, I heard that this this was a hangout for a couple of Yamaguchi Gumi. He looks at you and raises his eyebrow, and at that's at this point he like looks at your outfit and like your squirrely face and like and like your stains, and he goes, "Who's asking?" <laughs> uh, names names Donnie. Name I mean you know names aren't really you know that important in my business. Uh, just. Uh, you know, have have some stuff to move and uh, thought they might be the guys to move it. Uh, he shrugs and goes, look, man, anything like that above my pay grade. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, not asking you to move it. Certainly not. Just wondering if you could uh, point me in a direction. He's like, I don't know what you were talking about, but uh, if you're going to if you're trying to do business with the bar, you're going to want to talk to the manager. And uh, he goes over to get drinks from the uh, or get drinks for the other two people who have approached the bar. Um. Anything else here, or what are you doing with that information? Or Mouse doing anything? Oh, Nim, can you see a, a like a security system, like a fire alarm, or like an ex- emergency exit door, something you can put that data tab on? Uh, roll a perception test for me, Nim. I got a three. All right, uh, looking around, you do uh, uh, you see some cameras. Um, they're not exactly easy to reach. Um, and then, uh, uh, there's like, as you kind of wander away back towards the table area, um, you do see like near one of the stairwells, there is like a break glass in case of fire, fire alarm, but like not again, not necessarily easy to access. So as far as security based or like fire and safety based stuff uh stuff that i would assume was linked into the um, private host yeah that stuff specifically as far as like security and and fire like none of those necessarily like so if the private host has something to do with these terminals so that they're not on the public host Mm -hmm. perhaps like uh i should say the the payment terminals sure um uh like those might be access uh access to the uh private host it's hard to say um how do you feel about your skills as a bartender. Oh, I'm pretty good at slinging drinks. <laughs> um, okay, I'm gonna. Uh, can I ad- identify his that bartender's pan from um, when she was talking to him? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, can I get? Can I pull some information off of that really quick? Uh, like, I mean, get some marks and like do the whole thing. Yeah. Can I buy this hits or do I have to? I'll just roll it. Uh, no, yeah, you can. You can without without uh, without rolling. You can you can get. I mean, enough marks on that guy's pen. Um, so yeah, you get some marks on the on the bartender's comlink. Uh, All right. What are you trying to get off of it? His most commonly called number. Like the call like, he puts out the most. Yeah, like 
potentially to like his like wife or girlfriend or boyfriend or whatever. Sure. Okay. Uh, and what are you doing with that information? Um, cool. So, um, if you if you want, I can because you can turn into him, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, I could do. I that. mean, if you want, so I could get him away. A if Bumbles could give me a hand and maybe knocking him out, <laughs> then we can get you behind the bar and you can have access to pretty much everything. And then I can have access to pretty much everything without having to do a whole bunch of actions. What do you think? I don't know. You're, I don't know what you do exactly. I don't yeah. know. You're <sighs> no, that I think we can make that work. Okay. Hey, Bumbles. Yeah. What's up? So you have that. Remember when you shot, shot Nim? <laughs> yeah. Um, do you think you could do that to somebody else? Yeah. Okay, because I think I'm going to try and get this guy to come outside, and then if you could just real, really quick just shoot him. Okay. Um, if you can get him to go somewhere where that would be inconspicuous. I mean, yeah, that's... The, that would be great. That's the hope, I think. Um, okay. It's not quiet, really, when they shoot the stick in shock rounds. Oh. There's that. I mean, I could hit him real hard with a car, but... I don't think that's what we're going for here. No. I could certainly, you know, hold him hostage rather easily. Hey, hey, Mouse? Yeah? Does that, you know, kind of Valkyrie unit in the back of Spot have any narcojet? Sure. I mean, I have some narcojet. Well, if you were planning to lure him outside, let's just get him to the car, and then we can knock him out and toss him in the back for now. Are you really good at knocking people out? Because all I do is punch them, and usually they die. Well, we've got a couple of options, but if we've got some narcojet, I think we'll be all right. Okay, so um, I'm going to call that number. Okay, you're calling the... The number he calls the most. Okay, it rings for a little bit. Um, while that's happening, the fly spy does like some quick physical recon to find an ideal spot to kidnap a man. All right, roll a perception test for me. You know, some alleys are better than others. <laughs> Five hits. Okay. Uh, yeah, you get a pretty good scope of uh, of the five and uh, the five and six tap room. Uh, you see, it has like rooftop access. You see, uh, there's um, a loading dock in the back, um, and uh, that like if he's gonna step outside, that's probably where he would step outside, um, and like it leads to the, an alleyway. All right. Yeah. Then I I drive the car around there. Sure. Uh, spot pulls into that alleyway. You're calling uh, that phone number that the bartender usually calls. So. Yeah, and I'm going to spoof that it's him calling. Okay. I'm also going to head back outside and around towards the alley. Okay. Uh, yeah, uh, it rings a little bit, and then there's... Ain't you working? Oh, and Nim was open on this channel so that... Um, so that she could... She can hear and, like, this is for her. It's not for me. I have no use for this. Okay. <laughs> Something happened. What? What's, I, what's going on? I, I, I don't know how to explain it. I just... I hang you, up. Okay. <laughs> is, is that enough for you to hear for him to, for, to fake that guy's voice? So when we call him, then you can call him and be like, help, and I'm outside and things are happening and things like that. And you pretend like there's an emergency kind of thing. Can you do that? Yeah, it wasn't a lot, but I think I can I can roll with it. Cool. I mean, it'll be really short, and he'll be like, what? And then he'll be worried, and then he'll come out, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, and just so you know, when he gets to the van, I'll distract him, and that's when you hit him with the narco jet. Okay? What? <laughs> okay. 
Just have it ready and be by the back door of the van. Okay. You can do it, Mouse. Okay. You stabbed people in the face before. This is just a little bit of drugs. I think you'll be all right. So I, I grab it. I come out of VR and I grab it and I sit by the back door of the van and then I connect the spoof the call back to um, the guy. Sure. Uh, roll jamming for me because you have to jam the already incoming call from that phone number. <laughs> Five. Um, yeah, you're able to, uh, block the incoming call so that you can make a call from a spoofed version of that same phone number. Mm -hmm. Uh, you connect Nim to the line, uh, the phone rings and goes to voicemail as the bartender, uh, clicks on it. It's like, Hey, you know what to do. Beep. Hang up and call again. Okay. Similar thing. Hang up and call again. Okay. On the fourth attempt to call again, uh, the line picks up and you guys hear uh, the concert going on in the background and lots of like chatter and noise. It's like, what? I'm busy. I'm at work. What was the name on his comm? His, his name is Ichiro. Ichiro? Ichiro. Yo, Ichiro, I, I know that you're working, but there's some serious shit going down. I'm outside. Please. I'm, I'm out, out back by the living dog. Just don't ask questions. Just come out here. Okay. I need your help. Uh, all right. Roll, uh, first imperson- impersonation. That's eight hits. All right. Uh, now roll con for me. That's eight hits again. Uh, he's like, what? Hold on. Where are you at? I'm, I'm out back by the loading dock. Just hurry. Oh, Jesus. Uh, hey, hey. Uh, come over here, come over here. Uh, just cover for me. It's okay. They they got their drinks. They're uh, they're doing fine. That guy over there is probably going to need a drink in a minute, but I shouldn't be long. Just one second. No, hold on. My dumbass friend's outside. Give me a second. And uh, uh, there's like a pause. He's like, all right, all right, I'm coming out to you. Look, Mouse, if you miss, I got a backup plan. Let's try the narco jet first. Okay. Uh, Mouse, are you trying to hide so you can ambush this guy? I guess I'm gonna try and, like, once he's standing there, like, throw the door open and jab him. Okay, okay. Yeah. So you're, you're inside the car. Your hope is that, is that he'll get inside this mysterious car. (laughs) No, the plan is to get him behind where the the back doors are so she can just have the back door ajar, kick it open and stab him while he's outside. Okay. So, uh, the back door opens up. And uh, the bartender comes out, and he's looking around, and uh, uh, he's standing on the dock uh, looking, and he sees Spot, like, parked there. And he's, like, looking at that. He looks around, and uh, he's like, Rico! I honk the horn. Or he looks at the car, and he's like, Rico, what the fuck? And he starts going down the stairs from the, from the loading dock and walking up to the car. I'm going to come around the corner as Donnie. <laughs> okay, uh, which, like, the corner, like, uh, from behind the car or, like, in the alleyway? So not where the front of the car is, but the other side. So as he's walking towards the car, I'm behind him. Are you trying to be seen doing this, or...? Uh, basically, I'm peeking around the corner until he gets close to the back doors of the car, and then I want to pop around, and I'm going to shout at him. Okay, so, yeah, you don't need real sneaking, then. Right. Yeah, you pop around the corner. Hey, uh, buddy, yeah, sorry about earlier. I know that... Well, hold on, what the fuck? What are you doing here? I'm going to text Mouse now. <laughs> <laughs> I, 
Open the door and I stab him. Uh, <laughs> roll sneaking for me, Mouse, to see if you can do this uh, without him noticing you're about to. So is that this you can... urban sneaking? You are inside a car. Oh, man. <laughs> so, yes, it is urban Automobile sneaking. Automobile sneaking. <laughs> Four. You said four? Yeah. Uh, yeah, you pop open the door. He's not ready for you. Um, so you jab him with the narco jet. And uh, he just gets hit right in the neck. Uh, and like he's like, ah, what the? And he sees you and goes, what the fr? Hi, sorry. What? <laughs> <laughs> uh, and he falls over unconscious. Well, I don't let him like fall. I try to lift him up. Sure, yeah, you can catch him cool. with, your, with your cyber arm and like... Load him into the car. Okay. I'll run over to try to help Mouse get him into the car. Sure. Yeah, you guys do. Hey, good hit, Mouse. Thanks. And um, then I'll hop into the car after. Close sure. the door. What are you guys doing with this unconscious man? All right. I'm, I'll pull out some zips, zip tie restraints and throw them on real quick. Okay. All right. <laughs> you, uh, he's at your mercy. So what are you guys doing with him? Uh, Mouse, I'm going to need just a, just a couple of minutes. I don't think this will be necessary, but just in case, rather be safe than sorry, I'm going to kneel down and just kind of put my hand on his face. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> I'm making it easier for me to mimic being him. Okay. At is, a biological it, level. Does it, it hurt him? No, okay. uh, no. He's just going to wake up, you know, happily having been on NarcoJet, having had a, you know, like a fun nap. I don't know if it'll be fun, but I get, I guess. He'll have a slight headache, but I think he's probably been through worse. Okay. Okay. Uh, so you touch him for three minutes and are you using both Mimic and Osmosis? Uh, yes, I'm okay. going to use both. Cool. So by doing so, you are able to replicate his retinal patterns, his fingerprint and palm print, as well as uh, as well as his uh, DNA signature for any uh, any biometric locks that are that he would have access to. Uh, and then also, I'm assuming you disguise yourself as him. Yes, I would like to disguise my face as him. Uh, I'm not going to cast fashion though. I am just going to take his. Cl- well, what size does he look like? He is. Uh, I mean, he's a little bit broader than you. That's about it. You so, both have like the standard like elf tall, slender foot frame. Great. I'm I'm just gonna take his clothes. Okay. Wait. Oh yeah. Maybe you look away, mouse. I mean, I you could look if you want to. No. It's just a, a you know. Okay. <laughs> it's just a little easier this way. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So you leave your your stuff behind. You put on the uh, the suit. Um, uh, you do have to like uh, as part of your disguise role. I will incorporate like you like padding the suit and like making it like seem like it fits you appropriately. Um, you have plenty of pins and tricks and quick sewing tr- uh, sewing like methods you can use to try and make it uh, fit you a little better and look like you are the same size as him. So go ahead and roll disguise for me. That's seven hits. Yeah, you uh, you do that. It uh, you after you've changed your face and put on the clothes uh mouse you think that there's two of this guy and one of them is is wearing clothes and the other is in his uh in his boxer briefs naked one is a real one naked one is a real one. it's okay mouse i'm the rutabaga rutabaga okay got it (laughs) 
This is very stressful. Um, mouse, a little ping goes off on your uh, deck to let you know that you it's been 15 minutes since you've done illegal activity. All right. And your Overwatch score is 15. All right. Well, I don't have anything that I'm, like, really in love with, so I'm going to, you know, drop my marks and wipe my deck. Sure. So, um... Bumbles and Boomer, you guys move on to the next uh, uh, set of um, possible locations. I need you to roll perception tests for me. I got four hits. I also got four hits. All right. You guys are sitting there watching those for a little bit. And at one of them, uh, you do see uh, uh, some movement. Um, and remember, these are abandoned factories you're looking at. And you definitely see like a light turn on and like shadows shift around and then like that light turn off. That's odd. You got any fly spies? No. Good. <laughs> I'm going to go start investigating. Uh, Boomer, go ahead and roll sneaking for me as you approach uh, this factory. Yeah, let's go ahead and edge that. And uh, Nim, what are you doing as the bartender? I'm going to make sure I have his comm link. It was in his pocket or something, right? Sure. You have to keep silencing it because his friend keeps trying to call him. <laughs> I'm going to block that number. Sure. Uh, and then I will go ahead and, and head back into the bar. Okay. Uh, are you heading for the actual bar or are you attempting to do something else? Uh, I'm, n- I'm not going to head back towards the bar itself. Uh, I'm going to go find uh, the the people that were running service to the VIP rooms. Well, so you only saw drones going up there. Um, yeah, you only, you only saw drones going up there. Um, there were no people coming down the stairs and going back up. When you when you pass by something that looks like it could be like security or like a, a you know a till or something, like if you could just tap a data tap on that while you go by, that'd be great. Okay, so I'll I'll head in. Is there like a like an employee? break room or anything like that in the back yeah i mean you walk through the through the loading dock and like you walk through like the kitchen and like there's like a uh like a downstairs area that is like clearly like a a break area you see like you see uh a girl like in like a cocktail dress like uh 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 like grabbing like a like little meal and like going down the stairs to go like rest down there okay uh, are there any like fire alarms or anything? Yeah, I mean, there? in the in the there's definitely a fire alarm in the kitchen. <laughs> Great. I'm gonna head towards that fire alarm. Sure. Uh, if you're trying to stick a data tap on it, I need you to roll palming for me. Uh, Boomer, what'd you get on your sneak test? Eight. Yeah, you are uh, sneaking up, nice and quiet. Also, Boomer, what what out, like armor are you wearing? You're not wearing your hardened mil spec. Oh God, no. Okay. <laughs> Cool. Just, just wear my normal stuff. standard attire. Okay, just making sure. I'll go ahead and assume you're always wearing just your standard attire, unless you say you don your mill spec armor. Boomer, you you sneak right up to the building. Um, uh, you can get up nearby the the window that you saw the light turn on and off on. At I'm gonna drive around. Sure. Just you know, not look uh, weird hanging out here. Yeah, I mean, I kind of assume when you're staking out, like, in the West, like, in the Mach 6, you're, you're like, you stop, you hang out for a bit, you drive by. I mean, it's got chameleon coating, you know. That so. is helpful, yeah. <laughs> All right, cool. So, yeah, you're, you're, you're driving around the mo- in the Mach 6. Um, uh, Boomer, what do you do? How dry are the conditions? Uh, a surprisingly not rainy night in Seattle tonight. All right, I'm going to gecko tape glove my way up to that window. Sure. 
and uh, let's see what I can see. Yeah, you climb your way up there uh, and you peek in. Uh, and with your uh, low light vision, you are able to see a couple junkies shooting up uh, some bliss uh, in uh, in like a burnt out room. Yeah, it seems like I'm they're gonna, squatting. I tell Bumbles it's just a couple of junkies. Um, we could probably move on. I don't imagine they're going to open a fun rocky parlor here. You're definitely mm-hmm. sure, though. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm pretty sure. <laughs> Alright, I'll come pick you up. <laughs> Nim, would you get on your palming test? That's three hits. Yeah. You uh you do it and um uh as you're uh, as you're finishing up, uh you like turn and uh uh a gentleman in a in like a, a suit a larger um he's an orc uh he comes up to you and he's like what are you doing uh i was checking Get behind the bar do your job it's not it's not jamie's job to to bartend it's your fragging job to bartend she's got people to serve okay yeah i'm i'm sorry uh and then like he like shoves you and he's like Be glad i don't dock your pay oh dock your pay uh, whatever <laughs> i'm going uh yeah and he watches to make sure that you leave the kitchen. But you did manage to get the data tap on. I would like to hack the host, please. Yes, you uh, you now have direct connection to the um, uh, to the secret host. What's the um, fire alarm's rating? Uh, fire alarm is rating three. Okay. Oh, I'm going for three marks. By the way. Okay. Um, I'm gonna edge that. Okay. All right, six hits. You have three marks. Cool. What do you do with that? Um, I would like to look for um, the accounting documents. Uh, okay, so you enter the host. Mm-hmm. Um, it is uh, it is laid out um, kind of similar to the public host, but much more vast um, and less like shiny. Um, instead, there's just a bunch of like vid screens. Um, whether they are showing actual video or um, or just like images that like indicate what they are, um, there's just like tons and tons of like free floating flat screens lit up, uh, just like in a field around you, like in a sphere around you. Oh, okay. Um, so this isn't the private host, or this is the VIP host. This is the private host. Okay. Um, so like all of these different screens show like different. Like this one, so you want what were you looking for? Um, so I would like um, to uh, get access to the camera feeds and see if I see that uh, if I get eyes on Shinzi, Shinji, and then um, also I'd like to look for the accounting documents, like the the, the accounting folder. <laughs> All right. Well, looking for Shinji is easy enough. You have three marks on this host, so you can access the camera feeds. Cool. Um, you need to roll a perception test to, d- to find him through all the different camera feeds. Okay. Um, and then looking for the accounting files, uh, you don't have to roll a matrix perception test because you have three marks, so you can just ask the host to give you the accounting files. Okay. So I, I do that as well. Um, okay. So my um, But you do see there is a spider in this host. Uh, there's another icon floating around inside this host. Occasionally, like, another icon pops in and out. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's one icon that is, like, very obviously just floating around. Um, it's, uh, it's this, like, uh, you see, like, f- 
passing between the different screens, uh, like a, a like octopus, like climbing up onto the screen and sliding off the screen and then moving on to another screen. Sure. And sliding off of that screen. All right. I would instead, uh, as soon as I notice the spider, I would like to get three marks on him. Okay. Um, so I got five hits. You said you're going for three marks? Yes. Do you want to edge that test? Yes, I do. Oh, he gets one more. Oh, really? That's good. Nine. You get three marks. <laughs> okay, cool. Um, and then I would like to um, reformat his deck. Okay. okay. Uh, for the sake of time, I will say you can pull that off. Okay, cool. Um, and then I would like all the accounting documents and the um, and to look around in the cameras. Okay. Uh, anyone who's looking through the camera feeds that Mouse is accessing uh, should roll a perception test. Visual. Um, we'll put it at a minus two because there's a lot to it, and uh, it's difficult to find a guy in a jar in like a crowd, a crowded place. Yeah, yeah um, you yeah. can access them. Yeah, you can see the feed in your AR. Mouse, what did you get? Five. And uh, Bumbles? I got one. Uh, Nim? Three hits. And Boomer? Oh. All right, Mouse, uh, you are scanning over. Uh, everyone's looking around. Uh, Bumbles, you get distracted by the Free Fall Phoenix concert. I'm driving two cars and 11 drones. <laughs> <laughs> and... And also, there's a lot of pyrotechnics in this concert. Right, it's a great show. I mean, Free Fall Phoenix puts on a great show. <laughs> we really do need to see them live again. <laughs> um, and uh, Nim, you're scanning around, but you're also, like, getting called. Like, people are shouting at you to make them drinks because you went behind the bar, right? Or did you not? Did yeah, you know I, I ended up behind the bar. Okay, okay. Uh, uh, yeah, people are, like, shouting at you, like, hey, over here, come on. And you're like, oh, shit. Um yeah, Boomer, you're scanning the crowd. Uh, you may be a little distracted by the Free Fall Phoenix concert as well. But Mouse, uh, you uh, soak in the crowd. You're looking it over. Um, and then you see one of the cameras is uh, is angled in a way so that you can see one of the VIP boxes. And the window is untinted. And inside there, you see uh, Ishimoto Shinji sitting uh, inside one of the booths. Um, he's here. He's in the VIP booth, too. Can you see what he's drinking? What is he drinking? Uh, at the moment, he has uh, no glass in hand, uh, and he and his uh, he and the person who he's sitting with are uh, like looking down. Um, they're like in big armchairs watching the show, um, but neither of them have drinks in their hands at the moment. Uh, no drinks in hand at the moment. Um, maybe they're waiting for one. You could check on the computer. Nim, uh, as this is happening. Um, you get uh, smacked in the arm, and the the uh, uh, the woman, uh, presumably Jamie, who was bartending uh, when you got there, uh, who was like, "Thank you," and like ran upstairs, uh, has come back and she hit you in the arm. And she's like, "Time for time for payback. You're helping me carry up some champagne to VIP three. Uh, Jamie, really? Do I have to? Yeah. <laughs> Fine. Whatever. I'm not gonna let my tip get ruined because I was down here covering your ass. All right, that's fair. And uh, uh, you and her grab some champagne, stick it in a bucket full of ice, 
and uh, you start heading upstairs. Drones kind of floating past your head as you do. You see that there's a server station at the top of the stairs uh, in one of the side rooms. That's where they go to put in their drink orders. Drones go down, pick them up from the bar, and bring them back up. Uh, but presumably, the uh, uh, the weight of a champagne bucket uh, is too heavy for the drone to carry. Uh, and yeah, Jamie's having you do all the work. <laughs> I'm he- heaving the champagne buckets yeah. up the stairs. And I'll I'll DNI to the rest of the group. I think I I think I got a lead to get in. Cool. Um, so I'd like to peruse this um, the accounting files, see if there's any irregularities, if they're um, cl- cleaning money from somewhere that might end up being a Bunraku parlor. Any suspicious purchases of beds? Uh, go ahead and roll matrix search for me. Okay. And then once you're done rolling matrix search for me, roll matrix stealth for me. Sure. Uh, Bumbles and Boomer, you guys are, uh, slowly approaching the, uh, the final, uh, well, one of the final two, uh, factories remaining. Um, and, uh, uh, Nim, the, uh, the, uh, the waitress uh, uh, walks up to the VIP room, scans the uh, uh, scans her card. The door, uh, the maglock flicks from red to green, and she can, she pushes open the door, and uh, uh, she like is like silently gesturing for you to like set the champagne uh, on the table uh, between the two armchairs uh, as she goes to like grab glasses and stuff. As I go to set the champagne down, I'm going to faux trip and drop one of the bottles, hopefully so that it breaks and splashes over them. Like doesn't doesn't drop on them, but drops on the floor and splashes on their pant legs. Okay, uh, roll performance for me. Uh, I mean, uh, um, and mouse, what did you get on? Your matrix search and your matrix stealth? Uh, my matrix search, I got seven, and I'm rolling my matrix stealth now. Um, my stealth is six. Okay, so, um, and what'd you get for your search? Seven. All right, um, you're scouring the, uh, the accounting files. The octopus moves over from its one file onto the accounting files that you're looking at, and is like, suctioning onto the glass and you're standing there and you're in your little mouse form with your with your sword like scanning through uh all the different data points and then the octopus reaches out a tentacle and touches another screen and pulls itself over to that screen and then touches another screen and pulls itself over to that screen uh and uh as you're looking through all of these uh these files uh it will take some time before uh before you can fully like get all the intel on that um yeah nim you trip and you and you splash uh you splash the the uh what, how many hits did you get five hits okay yeah you break one of the gla- one of the bottles and it splashes onto uh onto shinji's like pant leg uh, and he jumps up and like swears in Japanese and, uh, and like the two security guards that are in that room, like move forward and like grab you. Uh, and, uh, uh, Shinji like is looking at you and he's like, and who the hell are you? Oh, sir. I'm, I'm so sorry. I'm, I'm so sorry. My, my utmost apologies. Uh, I, I let me clean that up for you. 
as you like reach down to go and and clean up uh, like his pant leg, uh, the guards pull you back and he slaps you across the face, and he's like, "Leave now, you too." And he says that to Jamie as well. Mm-hmm. Yes, I'm so sorry. I'm I, again. I'm I'm so sorry. I'd like to bump into Jamie as I'm backing up and see if I can palm her ID. Uh, yeah, go for it. Uh, also, when Nim entered the uh, VIP box, as soon as the door shut behind her, she lost her connection to you guys. Uh, the VIP box appears to be activated as a either an electromagnetic room or a Faraday cage, or both. But no wireless signals in or out. I'd like to look for the controls for that, please. <laughs> um, you can find them easily enough. Okay. Um, it is uh, manually access or manually controlled from within the room. Sure. Uh, but there is a security override. Um, is it a security override that I think would be noticeable? Um, uh, it would probably slightly increase the chances that the spider gets in there gets suspicious if they notice that that has been triggered. Because they would know they didn't trigger it. Right. Um, but, uh, I mean, you can. You can definitely flip it. You can flip the switch if you want. Um, is Are there any, like, audio, um, any ways to listen in uh, in that room if the Faraday cage was off? Like, are there any, like... I mean, there's presumably comm links in there. Oh, okay. Yeah. Then I want that because I want access to his comm link. So, yeah, I'm going to turn that off. Okay. Badoop. You do that. Uh, yeah, Nim, you get shoved out and Jamie starts yelling at you and saying that this is your la- the last day you work at five and six. <laughs> I got four hits, by the way, on that palming. On palming? Uh, she doesn't seem to have noticed that you took her, her ID card. Uh, she's too busy smacking you in the face and shoving you into a wall and being like, what the I I tripped Jamie. I don't. I, it was Are you an accident. Fucking serious? Oh my god! I'll give Do you, you know who that is. <laughs> I'll give you the tip out of my pocket. I promise. Oh yeah. What fucking tip are you getting? They're kicking you. I'm going and telling Hiroshi. You're out of here. Come on, Jamie. I need this job. Don't do that to me. Uh, you can roll negotiation at a minus five. What'd you get? I got no hits. <laughs> well, I got. Eight hits, so she doesn't even hear you as you try to beg for her. Uh, and she uh, she shoves down, and one of the other waitresses is like, what just happened? She's like, he's a fucking asshole! That's what happened! <laughs> I'll send a, a quick DNI message to the group. So, uh, I may have just gotten this guy fired, um, but I got a pass to get in the room, so that's good. <laughs> uh, so, the switch is off? Yes. Okay, cool. Um, I'm going to, um, try to get, can I see the comm link? Yeah. I mean, as soon as you turned off the switch, you saw four more comm links pop up. <laughs> All right. Um, can I discern which one is his? Not really. Okay. Can I see which one is like the best one? There are three rating six comm links and one rating five comm link. <laughs> okay. Well, one of these things is not like the other. I'll try that one. Okay. How many hits did you get? I'm going to edge that test. Okay. Eight. You got your three marks. Cool. Whose is this? Uh, it belongs to Humphrey Bogart. 
as far as the registration on the phone goes. <laughs> what kind of messages are on this phone? Uh, none to none addressed to anyone named Humphrey Bogart. Uh, many to someone whose name is Takeo. Okay, I shall listen in on this gun link. <laughs> okay. Uh, the other one. <laughs> uh, so you uh, uh, you uh, you use your um, connection to that com link to uh, Snoop, uh, and a little alarm your your little pre-programmed alarm goes off in your cyber deck, uh, indicating that it has been 15 minutes since you began illegal activity on the Matrix. Sure. Uh, and your Overwatch score is currently at 17. Okay, that's fine. Um, and, uh, you're going against one of the three com links? Yeah, as I snoop. Yep. Uh, go ahead and roll hacking. Are you going for three marks? Yeah. Okay. Should I just, at this point, assume that you will always be going for three marks, unless otherwise stated? Yeah. Okay, I will do that from now on. Um, listening in on the conversation, uh, you guys, uh, it seems like they're kind of calming down a little bit. They're talking bad about the business, uh, the establishment. Uh, you hear, uh, uh, presumably Shinji, uh, uh, saying like, you know, um, that young man, uh, should feel lucky that times are much more merciful than they used to be. And, uh, um, he goes, now, uh, you're telling me that, um, the parlor is nearly ready to go. And, uh, the, uh, the near, or the, the voice that is nearer to the comlink, uh, goes, yes, sir. Um, we should be operational by tomorrow. Homunculus's, uh, uh, pre-existing tech there was a, made it very, very easy for us to, uh, implement our own tech and, uh, refurbish the place with pretty good haste. Uh, it shouldn't be too long before, uh, you get your first, uh, report of, uh, of the business numbers. Shinji goes, good, good. Well then, uh, I appreciate your time. Leave now. And, uh, uh, as, uh, Br uh Bumbles and, uh, uh, B Bumbles and Boomer, as you guys are driving south, uh, one of the two stations or one of the two warehouses that you're heading to, uh, is, uh, the recently sold or recently, uh, out of business, uh, homunculus cyber manufacturing. I'm sure glad we drove around and visited crack houses for two hours. <laughs> <laughs> um, Look, I... mate, you're not the one that had to crawl around in that drag. That's fair. Um, I got, uh, five hits for, on the, on Shinji's comlink. Shinji's comlink gets a mark on your deck. Shit. Um, I ask Kreflin to wipe a mark off for me real quick. Okay. Uh, and you hear through your snoop, uh, uh, in Japanese, um, Shinji going, what the hell? Oh. Don't we have the, don't we have the Faraday on here? I switch it on. <laughs> okay. Uh, you lose your marks on both of the comlinks. They lose their marks on me. They lose their marks on you. Uh, and, um... Nim, where are you at? So this is just a long hallway with VIP rooms up here. Yes. And then uh, downstairs comes out at the bar, like the stairway comes out near the bar. It comes out near the uh, uh, basically that little like strip of like tables, uh, table service area that's elevated behind the standing area. Uh, the, on the left side of that, there is one staircase, which is the one you went up. And on the right side of that, there's another staircase, which is the one you went up. seems like there's like two separate uh, hallways that go on either side of uh, of the upstairs. 
All right, I want to head down at the one furthest from the bar. Okay. And kind of try to get into the crowd. Sure. That's easy enough. You do that. Great. Yeah, you're inside the crowd. I mean, you stand out a little bit because you're wearing a uniform, and that's about it, just because you're wearing a uniform. I'll take off my jacket. Okay. <laughs> Anyone else doing anything? Um, uh, I'm going to reboot that deck really quick, and then I'm going <laughs> to pop out. <laughs> okay. I, I copied those um, accounting files to my drive, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so you uh, you reboot that uh, that Decker's deck. Go ahead and roll for that. Sure. Seven. Okay. Uh, you uh, you finish copying those accounting files. Uh, you've lost your connection to the two comlinks upstairs. You look and you see the octopus is like <laughs> moving from file to file. And you just raise your little mouse fingers in, in the uh, in the matrix, and you snap them, and it just goes and sucks in on itself and disappears. Cool. And then I guess I jack out. Okay. I mean, like you know, come back into AR. Yeah, you log off. Hey, mouse, you're still out back, right? Um, Bumbles, did you move the car? <laughs> yeah, I mean, not very far, but you did have a kidnapped employee in the trunk, so I I did drive it. You know, more than eight feet away from the back door. Right. So I'm more than eight feet away from the back door. Great. Well, I'm I'm headed your way. Try not to go too much further, okay? I drive back. <laughs> uh, all right. I need you to roll sneaking nim. Uh, you can do this at a uh, plus three because you're inside a crowd, but you're gonna have to find your way out of here without getting harangued by your manager. I got three hits, which is my limit. Uh, yeah, you, you're running through the crowd and you see like, uh, uh, like uh, your manager like going and like looking around and seeing the empty bar. He looks livid and like he's talking to Jamie and she's like pointing at the stairs and like, like yelling. And then like he like goes up the stairs, uh, uh, presumably to ask the, the people up there, the servers up there, if they know anything. Uh, and in that moment, you manage to dart across the uh, uh, the table space and to the front door and get out of there um i guess at some point do we drop do we do we get rid of him <laughs> do we do we like drop him off somewhere do you want to put his clothes back on not you him i guess since we got him fired i can probably give him his clothes back and not drop him off naked okay i'll i'll meet you on the corner out by out front all right, you run up, you hop in the spot, you take off your pants, put them on him, uh, <laughs> uh, and uh, uh, like the jacket and stuff, you you throw it on him, and then you guys what dump him in the alley. I'm gonna take out a cred stick and like give him like two hundred new yen. Sure, <laughs> <laughs> I drive them a you know I mean a yeah. reasonable distance away from where he's likely to probably. Well, no, probably. Maybe get murdered. <laughs> and just, you know, near a big dumpster that no one will look at. Yeah. You lay him in there. We'll slump him over so he kind of looks like he's sleeping. <laughs> okay. You guys have dispensed with the body. Uh, uh, Bumbles and Boomer, um, you guys are approaching Homunculus? Yeah. I'm going to do a drive-by and, you know, start analyzing for structural weaknesses sure uh, i need both of you to roll a visual perception test i got five hits okay on it one sec four 
All right, as you guys are driving by it, um, you see uh, one of the uh, the so the the building is um, two stories tall, uh, and uh, is two to- stories tall. Uh, it's a large, just like square warehouse. Uh, this is this isn't actually a manufacturing uh, facility. It is like a, a storage warehouse. Um, uh, it is very nondescript on the front. All of the uh, the areas that would have windows have apparently been bricked shut, so that like they're complete. There are completely no windows anywhere. It's uh, like red bumbles. You can notice not native to this uh not native to this um uh building a like reinforced metal door uh which uh uh opens up as you guys or as you guys are driving by and you see one person uh on the inside uh closing it behind another person um and uh they're both uh wearing suits uh you can see like tattoos peeking out from their uh from underneath their sleeves and uh, they're both human, and uh, the one that just stepped out um, uh, pulls out like a cigarette and lights it up. And as he does, you notice that he has a, an SMG slung over his uh, his shoulder underneath his jacket. And uh, Bumbles, as this is going on, you're driving by, and you kind of like are looking up and down the building trying to get like a good lay of the land. And you see at the top on the roof, uh, there's a, a like you see the shape of like a troll kind of like peeking at the sound of the door opening and then like stepping back out of the shadow uh, into the shadows does he look i can't see expression right yeah D- you, you can't see expression okay i guess i would presume he is a god and not a vigilante conveniently also here <laughs> hard to say but yeah it seems like a safe <laughs> assumption uh, <laughs> you just get like the slightest glimpse of him uh, it's more like a silhouette of a troll really right okay um well then i will sort of keep I will drive around inconspicuously so as to get my best guess of how to bring it down, at least from sort of outside information, as well as driving spot over here, because presumably there are people we would like to not kill inside. And I don't I don't know how to find them, so I'm going to ask the person who's good at decking to do that. <laughs> All right. And uh, with that, We will end this session. This podcast has been brought to you by ENPC Productions. All rights reserved. The Essential NPCs podcast is not affiliated with, endorsed, sponsored, or specifically approved by the Topps Company Incorporated. Shadowrun is a trademark of the Topps Company Incorporated. All rights reserved. Go to www.shadowruntabletop.com for more information.